0: Hello, 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 my name is Robert, I am The Recovery Guy, and you have entered into The Fix. Hello, 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 my name is Robert, I am The Recovery Guy, and you know that I like to of this microphone because it is my opportunity to communicate with you what has been placed on my heart in the course of my week. I really enjoy the life experiences that I'm given and how they just translate and percolate and and come out to the words that I'm expressing to you, uh, the listener, and so thank you so much for being interactive. Thank you so much for for sending me messages and encouraging me, and letting letting me know that that I'm on track with where we all want to be when it comes to wellness, right? And and we know that wellness is from the inside out. That if it's external, the likelihood is it's temporary. And I'm not saying that external doesn't add to our internal. Because so much of what we bring in, obviously, as external, and we translate it, and we own it, and then it becomes an internal uh, interpretation of an external um, message or or greeting or thought, what have you. Uh, So external things are not inherently negative or not necessary, but we must internalize them because external things come and go. The things that are internal have a tendency to be assigned to us on an emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental level. And today is no different. So I want to thank you all for participating. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Um, we're so excited about the growth that Recovery Guy, our, our movement, has a, uh, encouraged, uh, and you will be getting a newsletter um, uh, by the end of this week. And I'm excited to see how that's going to grow and and encourage other people in this um, road to recovery. So thank you for being a part of that. Thank you for going to recoveryguide.org. If you haven't registered for the newsletter yet, please do so. Just go in. Pablo has set up a little pop-up, makes it very easy for you. You'll be put into our mailing list, do MailChimp, and you'll get notifications and updates on a regular basis as to what we're doing. And we want you to communicate back to us. So if there's a particular topic that you think is relevant... Now, uh, let me know, uh, JB or, or Jonathan Barker is continually you know, sharing with me um, uh, socially relevant things uh, along with the medical aspects um, of, of recovery and saying, hey, let's chat about this. I've seen this trending here and there and various social media and electronic uh, information. And so we try to do that. But, but when you, the listener, share with us what you want, Uh, then I know I'm dealing directly with you, with our audience at large. So thank you for your participation, your encouragement. Go to recoveryguide.org, download the blogs, uh, find your favorite podcast channel to listen through. Uh, Again, Jonathan has got them all set up so uh, you can um, uh, take advantage of that as well. Hey, today, we're going to talk about when we, uh, you know, talk about the um, uh, the fix, right? Um, and 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 what we want to do is we want to talk about uh, steps to change, right? Uh, in in most aspects of life, long-lasting change really requires some type of plan. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> I would like to think. Um, and and it was my thinking when I was out there ripping and running but rarely do we just stumble across success rarely it's not happenstance change is is really a process not an event right the the event might be a culmination of the steps of change But change itself isn't the event, because change, in this case, is a verb. It's an action, and an event is usually a noun. So change is a process. It's something we go through. It's not an event. Uh, Now, we may experience um, short-term success. You know, going through life sort of what my kids laugh at me, I use the term willy-nilly, right? So we just happenstance. Um, so, you know, if you happen to, you know, God bless you. I, I, I don't want you to give anything back, you know. I don't I don't give anything back that I get along the way either. Whether I expected to do it through through a, a design or if it just happened to fall in my lap, I don't I don't give it back and I for that I make no apologies. But usually that type of thing is only short term um, as as we would go through life. So we might stumble across some uh, external fix that gives us that temporary relief. You know, that's the way it was when I was uh, out there uh, ripping and running, when I was drinking and using. I might come across something that gave me some uh, uh, temporary relief, as it were, that sort of brought the heat off, right? I'd find out what somebody really wanted, and, and I could uh, masquerade it as being um, uh, sincere and intentional, uh, and I would get some temporary relief so they would just get off my back for a minute, or the the, the boss would would stop threatening to fire me. Really, though, and, and if you're involved in wellness or recovery at all, I think I'll say something that you'll agree with. True change Require steps to be followed in order, in the order, right, they were designed to work. That's very important that they're followed in order that they were designed to work in. And and the best picture of this would be. Like going from point A to point B, as as I look at a map or a route along the way, like uh, uh, traveling, you know, as you look at your map, I, I know I want to go from Salt Lake City to Dallas. I, and if I'm driving, I just don't get there. There's things that I must pass through along the way in order for me, to geographically arrive at that location. Or if, if, um, if I'm climbing a ladder and there's 12 rungs on the ladder, usually they're about a foot apart, so a 12-foot ladder, it would be unreasonable for me to go from the, the first rung on the ladder up to the 10th or the 12th rung I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't have that ability. Nor would it be safe or recommended that I skip a rung. Might be able to do it, but I'm putting myself at risk to do it. The best way to climb up that ladder or to take that particular route is to make sure that I safely cover each bit of ground on the way in order to successfully achieve my goal or arrive at my location shortcuts aren't usually recommended for a couple reasons number one a shortcut isn't recommended because we don't know what's along the way and it might create a greater sense of danger than if we went a proven path also A shortcut means I very likely will miss something that was otherwise intended for me to understand or learn or adopt along the way. So if we become students of these steps, then successful lifelong change is likely to occur. And that's important to remember. And I know for most of us in recovery, for all of us in recovery, we, everything is surrounded around the day. It's one day at a time. And one of the memes that I reposted from Instagram from last year or even a year and a half ago, it was, we live for tomorrow one day at a time. So we can't ignore tomorrow. And so when I look at my recovery in total, one of the things that they told me early on that if you do these things, because it is a program designed for living, you should be able to live out your natural life clean and sober, not dependent upon food, I can get rid of the pornography. I don't need the gambling to add to my life, right? I don't need the drugs. I can live my life dissociating myself with that negative behavior. I could have lifelong change, providing I was willing to take those steps that promote lifelong change and recovery. 34 plus years later, I'm still living that life. As a 66-year-old man, 34-plus years into his personal recovery, I these things work. And I want to share them with you today, some of which you may already be incorporating, and that's perfectly fine. Um, Some you might want to expand on. Some you might not feel will work for you, and, and I'm not here to judge that or to change that, right? But what I do know is We have to have some steps of change involved because change occurs over a plan. It doesn't just fall into our lap. So I've I've written down these things. I found these online probably 10 or 11 years ago, and I've sort of reworded them. Now, I know that so much of our audience is alcohol and drug related, but we also look at incorporating all aspects of our life. So everyone is welcome to this podcast because we always try to talk about life-changing and life-adjusting principles because at the end of the day, you and I know that alcohol and drugs, for those of us who are addicted, really wasn't my problem. Alcohol and drugs was a response to my problem. My problem was I didn't know how to live, right? And because I didn't know how to live, as I've said before, that created a tremendous amount of pain that I needed to be medicated from. And alcohol and drugs were my primary medication, right? But after I decided no longer would I want to drink and use, it was now learning how to live one day at a time pain free so i wouldn't need to rely on those substances to tell me something's okay when it's really not so let's dive into the deep end of the pool with this number 1 on steps of change is we must change our way of thinking and i and i know that sounds doesn't even sound like an epiphany it's like Oh yeah, who didn't know that? Well, I didn't know that. I, you know, I I thought that my thinking was perfectly fine. <laughs> I didn't realize the insanity of of my living and my way of thinking until I got to recovery because I was in denial. Just remember our best thinking got us to the negative position we're in and that's even true in recovery. Just because I'm recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body with respect to alcohol and drugs and the other negative behaviors that sort of uh, hijacked or jumped along or hitchhiked a ride along the way doesn't mean that I don't have to look at my way of thinking on a regular basis in recovery. So I still must be willing to examine my thinking and change it along the way. You know, my my dear friend and sponsor, Slow Will, you know, he says we, we clear away the wreckage of our past, but we also now in recovery as part of our maintenance, and it's what we do in steps 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis, is we clear away the wreckage of our present So it doesn't become the wreckage of our past. And that means I need to examine on a regular basis my thinking and adjust it accordingly. Step two, we must realize that each morning when we wake, we are a potential liability to ourselves. We really do need to remember that. I can be my best friend or I can be my worst enemy. I can be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sometimes, not simultaneously, but I can do a switch almost like it seems like it's simultaneous. So I need to understand that I do have the potential to be a liability to me and I must live accordingly. I can't deny it. I need to realize that. Number three, We resolve that we will practice healthy choices 24 hours of that day. Now, the great thing is, usually I sleep six to eight hours a day. So the conscious responsibility for me is usually about, you know, 16 to 18 hours. But here's the deal the likelihood is, that if I'm practicing healthy choices in those 16 to 18 hours that I am awake, how much better do you think I'm going to rest for those six or eight hours? Mind you, I didn't say sleep. I said rest. True rest calms everything about me. I even heal better physically When I rest. Number four. Here's a must. There'll be a few musts in here. Must means you can't half-ass this thing. Either you do it or you don't. If you do it, you can expect positive results. If you don't, forget about it. It's not going to happen. These are musts. And if you don't believe me, I'm perfectly fine with that. We will, as it said, we will be more than happy to refund your misery, right? And I don't mean that sarcastically or haphazardly, but as soon as we understand that there's certain must in our life, the better off we're going to be. We must study and practice our program of recovery completely and not treat it like a buffet. And I learned that 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 comparison years ago through a Zig Ziglar talk in terms of how we need to approach our goals and what needs to change about us. We can't go in and and treat that like a buffet where oh I want a little bit of this and I don't want a little bit of that and I'm going to stay away from that. And give me more of that. It's either all or nothing. You know we we negotiated before we got to our decision of becoming well. Let's just stop negotiating, right? Can you, can you do that? Let's stop negotiating and, and fully adopt. You know, if you're going to go swimming, it's best to do it in the deep end of the pool. Otherwise, you're just wading in the water, W-A-D-I-N-G, and you're not getting fully wet. Let's go into the deep end of the pool and let's practice our recovery program completely. Here's another important one, number eight, or number number five rather. Attend a regular support meeting each day if possible, certainly each week without fail. Some have more availability than others in terms of what your time allows. Some need more than others, some may not have a meeting within their proximity to make it reasonable some of you are single moms or some of you may be working two jobs where it just it's not practical it's not realistic for you to to um, uh, attend a meeting each day and that's perfectly fine Just make sure that you're doing the other things to the best of your ability and you stay accountable to help make up for your not being able to attend as much as you would, certainly want, um, even though the need is there as well. This is a program for people who want it, right? So attend those meetings. Number six, firmly believe that by practicing daily principles faithfully each day, we will achieve wellness. In other words, believe in the goal. Understand the journey. Believe that by practicing the daily principles faithfully each day, we will achieve wellness. And what I like about wellness is I can become more well. You know, as a person who likes to work out, just recently I've decided to lose a a few extra pounds And so I've started adjusting because I want to feel better. Obviously, at 66 years old, as healthy as I am, I want to be more healthy. So I'm practicing certain eating habits and patterns and excluding certain things in my life while increasing my level of of exercise and cardio and lifting because I want to achieve a greater wellness. And the same thing on the other levels as well and and any good solid program is going to f- cover all four dimensions of who I am the mental the emotional the physical and the spiritual all programs of recovery worth their weight will cover these things number 7 believe that we can be free from our destructive behavior that is so important we can be free, free from the bondage of thinking that is unnecessary or we are doomed to always have that a part of our life. That isn't true. We can be free from our destructive behavior, providing we're working certainly the steps that we've already discussed, because achieving that wellness, that culminates into the freedom from bondage, from our destructive behavior. And isn't that what you want? Don't we want to stop becoming our own worst enemy? Nietzsche said, when we stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back. And the abyss was my destructive behavior. I don't stand there anymore and I don't stare because there is no abyss, not part of my life. You know, my dear friend, Wendy, I'm so proud of her. She's got over three and a half years recovery now. We were chatting and and she was wondering about something else happening. And I told her, I said, you know, Wendy, have you ever heard the adage of that, um, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like something negative is going to happen around the corner. I said, you are free from the bondage that held you like it held you before. You are free from your destructive behavior. I said, not only will the other shoe not even drop, I said, Wendy, there is no other shoe. It doesn't exist anymore. You are free from that, and we do become free. Number eight is so important. Contact another member, someone who's supporting you, before engaging in negative behavior, not after. So important reach out to someone before we go back down that road because after the fact it's only remorse and and again sharing is caring and and when you reach out to someone and they and you share with them your concern, your challenge, your negativity, your fear or concern that you're going to go back, they can help you be pulled from that. And again, since we're just living in this 24-hour realm, maybe it's seven o'clock at night and you only need to buy three more hours before you go to bed and your day will be successful. In the beginning, in the beginning, not engaging in the behavior is all the success you need. After a while, We become more response-able in our recovery, and other things in our life need to change. But in the beginning especially, not engaging in the alcohol, the drug, the gambling, whatever other that negative behavior is, not engaging in that for a 24-hour window is really all the success that we need in the beginning. When you reach out to another person, tell them what bothers you and talk it over freely. Number nine. Work the program for ourselves alone, not for our wife, our significant other, our children, our friends, or for our job. And it doesn't mean that these things aren't important. It just means that these things are external. Laura, who I met two and a half years into my recovery, as most of you know, we've been married over 31 years happily forever together. We have a vibrant, wonderful, sustaining marriage built in trust and friendship, and we really enjoy this journey. But Laura is not my recovery. Laura is a benefit of my recovery. The relationship I have with my children is a benefit of my recovery When I hold my grandchildren, they are not my recovery. They are a benefit. They are a resource. They're an asset. They are a gift of my recovery. Number 10, be absolutely honest and sincere. Now, that's not always true because we're, we're subjective. To the best of our ability, be objective, Be objective, be absolutely honest and sincere. One of the reasons I love the program of recovery and even even the Bible is that it's always seeking truth. It's to thine own self be true. My friend will once again quote him. He said at two o'clock in the morning and the lights are out and nobody else is there, right? That position where nothing can harm us is essentially what that... What's that is um, uh, uh, framing uh, or depicting, and how honest we know what the truth is, right? We need to be objective. It's why I like a 10 step continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. Be absolutely honest and sincere with yourself. Number 11, be fully open minded. Have no mental reservations. Be fully open-minded. No mental reservations. Again, we need to believe in the process. We need to so believe in the goal that we are trying to achieve. We need to be so involved and trust the journey. And we need to appreciate all of the growth and all of the accolades and all of the achievements that we will meet along the way. Understanding that we are fully open-minded to continue to incorporate things in our life and we cannot hesitate because half measures, as it says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, half measures availed us nothing. And if I have a mental reservation, I'm going to be a half-measured person. Number 12, be, will, be fully willing, excuse me, be fully willing to work the program. Nothing good in life comes without work. Nothing. Nothing good comes without work. Again, we might have short-term success, but this is not a program for people who need it, and it doesn't occur through osmosis. We need to work. That's why, again, as we, as we learn our spiritual principles along the way. Me, as a Christian, there's biblical references where I need to continue to do the work. In every monotheistic religion of the world, our response to God's blessings is the work that we perform as a response to what he does, right? In the same way with other spiritual approaches, We, our being is based upon our doing. We have this chapter in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous after um, uh, how it works. It's called Into Action. I could give you all the principles in the world, but until we put them into action, they won't matter because all they are is words on paper or great thoughts until I act upon a goal, I will not achieve the goal. And the same thing here. So let's take a look at these 12 things. Again, as always, the notes are going to be in the description of the podcast itself. So don't worry about writing these down now. Just go in and copy the notes, send them off, print them, put a couple on your wall that may stick out to you a little bit more than the other I really believe when we accept our need to change, when we accept our need to become well and want to incorporate uh, the steps of change, we will grow and become the best possible version of ourselves. Again, we need to want to do this. Just because you need to do it doesn't mean you will for you. You might need to do it for someone else, or you need to do it. Therefore, you're going to do it for them. But as soon as the heat's off, you're gonna we're gonna revert back to who we were. It's only when we want it for ourselves that we achieve the goals of wellness that we want to achieve. I hope this resonated with you. I hope these steps of change is something that you can personally own and incorporate into your plan of recovery, either to add to it or to adopt it, either one. Let's get well together, right? We got broken apart. Let's become whole together. Make sure you go to recoveryguy.org. Make sure you check out the blogs, the podcasts. Make sure you register for the newsletter. Make sure you share with a friend that they can join our recovery movement. I am so glad to be in front of you today. Thank you for taking the time. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.